Hey everybody, Kai here. Just before you listen to this, I want y'all to know that we chatted for over four hours and the recorded Skype call was two and a half hours long. This has been cut down severely and timestamps are in the description below. If you really want to skip ahead to the straight competition talk, skip to this time shown on screen. Lastly, don't forget to like, share, comment, and subscribe to the channel. I post weekly strongman videos. Hey everybody, what's up? My name is Kai. I'm the Nerd of Strength, and this is the third episode of the Nerd of Strength podcast. And I'm here with my good friend, Will, who if you watched the last episode, you might remember as the Floridian Stonemaker. Yes, Florida's uh, today, best stonemaker. Yes, Florida's best stonemaker. And if you guys haven't checked that episode out just yet, go and watch that after you watch this one. So today we're going to be doing a recap on Wuss Dubai, a.k.a. the world's ultimate strongman show that just happened um, over the past two days on October 24th and October 25th. So what were your thoughts right out of the gate? What, what, was, what were your overall thoughts about the show? So probably uh, if you want overall thoughts, we'll just go with pros and cons, right? Yep. And... We would be comparing it to other shows of similar, I'm going to say the word value, that may not be the right word, but, but what I mean by that is international competitions for the top level strongmen with the best in the world actually being present. Yes. Now, obviously we had guys like Lises and Thor and even Janasha did have to drop out due to injuries, uh, or I would say chose not to participate because of injuries. Yep. Um, Barring that kind of stuff, I would say that it is one of the best put-on shows, if not the best put-on show, in the world. Um, right up there with Arnold's. I believe Arnold's is still the top dog because they apparently treat the athletes very well. They treat the crowd very well. They are very well organized, or at least they seem like they are. And they are good about everything from the equipment to the broadcasting of the event. And Wuss, World's Ultimate Strongman, knocks all of those and does even better in some categories. Now, cons. <clears throat> the live stream, which I paid for, um, and intelligent way of doing a live stream in terms of cost, because... My original theory was it would basically be so cheap that anybody with even kind of a glancing interest in Strongman would be like, hell yeah, what the hell's two bucks, you know what I mean? Or three dollars, whatever it was. Yep. You know, pff, yeah, I'll pay three bucks for lifetime, you know, access to this cool thing. Why not? <clears throat> I forget what another person's theory was, but they had another good theory. Uh, I think their theory was basically that because it was one of the first times they were doing it, they weren't very confident in their abilities, so they didn't want to sort of oversell it, mm -hmm. uh, which I thought was a fine theory as well. And then the other theory that somebody had was, I'm not going to pirate this you know, if I only have to pay $2. And that's true. If you make something so cheap that it's just easier to just buy the damn thing than to steal it, guess what? People are going to buy it. 
nine times oh out of ten. And, and I believe that's what's going to happen here. That being said, I paid for a live stream, and the live stream was janky at best. Most of the time I was experiencing it. And then I would also say the turnaround time was a little annoying. So with Arnold's, they live stream the thing basically for free. I think there might be ads playing. I don't know. I have YouTube Premium, so uh, there's no ads when I watch it. <clears throat> and it's immediately when the event is over, the video's up. Yep. And then later on, they put up an edited version for people to watch. That wasn't the case here. When they finished one live stream section, it took a couple hours for the actual stream to go back on to be able to be rewatched. Yes. And, and as far as I know, it wasn't uh, seven. It wasn't seven twenty yet. It didn't I don't look know if that... it is. I don't know if it is right now, but last time I checked, it was still only the five forty p. So when I checked, because um, I was rewatching one of the uh, the log lifts just earlier this morning, and, I, and I'll admit I was on my phone, but my phone is on my Wi Fi, which is good. Um, it was still pretty grainy looking, you know, essentially like watching a VHS with pixels. Yep, I just double-checked. It's still 540. And that's, I mean, honestly, if I'm paying for something, like like I said, Rogue is putting it out in 4K, the Arnolds, for free, 4K. Yep. And they're talking about doing 8K in the future, very near future, you know what I mean? And it's like, I look at Arnolds and I'm like, you fools, I would have paid for this, you know what I mean? And then Wuss is actually charging for it, and I... And I, I only say specifically the streaming part is an inferior product right now. And I, I yeah. feel very comfortable saying that. And, and I don't think that's a very controversial opinion <laughs> at this no. moment. Um, yeah, they, they um, on, the de on the first day with the deadlift, they tried 720 and it kept stuttering like crazy. So they had to downscale it to 540, which if you're watching on a phone, fine whatever but if you're trying to watch on like a tv or a laptop it's like what the fuck right. so speaking uh, hopefully of that can be better hopefully I, that can, hopefully the streaming can be better in the future or they'll get uploads right uh whenever to 720 i would prefer 1080 but 720 you know at hopefully that, that shows up in the next week yeah at least 720 is hd at that point yeah um, now one thing Speaking of just, like, details that I love that I feel they do better than anybody else, I loved that idea of the 3D pictures during mm -hmm. the deadlift. I thought it looked cool. Um, it was kind of silly, some of, the, some of the moments they choose to capture and show, but that idea of having that panoramic and turning it into a 3D photograph snapshot, I think that is awesome. I think other people need to steal that idea and use it too. I thought it was great. Um, I think the awards for this competition are some of the sickest looking awards I've ever seen. Now, granted, they are just based off of rain, you know, the, yeah. the knight's helmet, but it's still cool looking. Um, and, uh, you know, because the Arnold is what? Sandow, right? Yes. So, I mean, and, I mean, who doesn't love Sandow Trophy too? But, um, I thought the trophies were really cool looking too for this particular one. And um, I felt like doing a 10 stone run just to be different was really cool. Um, I liked that they used the particular brand of products they use 
um, Stand or Submit, I think it's called. Yes. Yep, Stand or Submit. Those guys, I mean, that's that's. I feel like they are one of the best, if not the best, strongman equipment manufacturers, just based on looks. I've never actually touched any of their stuff, but I've seen their stones used worldwide. I've seen their yoke, I think, looks sick. Um, I've seen their farmer's handles. I think those look really sick, too. I think a lot of their strongman, and they specifically do strongman stuff. Rogue makes strength equipment, you know what I mean? And they dabble in strongman. These guys only do strongman shit. Um, And I uh, I think they're the best, and I think using them is a really good move for wuss. I also think it just also might be about cost because Australia is closer than like Rogue is. Rogue's here in the States. So the the less they have to travel, the less money. And I think Wuss did a lot of behind the scenes stuff very well. Like you said, the 360 cam, the standard submit stuff, and the way they treat the athletes is good. Uh, the 360 on the deadlift looks cool. But I would replace the 360 cams if we can straight up get 720 or 1080 without stuttering. Like yes. if that's if that's the trade-off, I'd rather have the 1080 versus 360 cam. Yes. Because I'm like D- DSLR cameras. Like I don't know how many they have. 20, 30 cameras in a row going off. I'm like, first of all, that's just expensive. But I'm just like, this probably can't be good for the stream. But eh. to to differentiate themselves, that's that's pretty cool. I mean. It obviously didn't have a lot to do with it because they weren't using them during the other events, and those were still nope. shit. That was still shit streaming. So, <laughs> I I think I think we could both be happy. I think they could bump up the uh, the uh, the streaming and and still keep the cool cameras. Yeah, uh, I it was one point because I was also like texting you while we were watching it and like right. being on the strongman Reddit. It was just like at one point I'm just like, so they have this sweeping camera, and they're not gonna fucking use it. I'm just like, okay. <laughs> Cool, cool. Send me out there. I'll I'll film for free. Just oh, put yeah. me up in a hotel. Come on. Oh, yeah. Just let me hang out with the VIPs. Did you see the fucking VIPs they had? They had couches right next to the event. Right. How cool is that? Like, I'll say that about, like, Dubai. I, I've seen a lot of stuff happen in Dubai in terms of events. Not, like, you know, not real stuff. I'm talking, like, sporting yeah. events, things like that. They know how to treat a fucking guest, okay? Like... Holy shit. And, and I love it because that's the way it should be. It's like, I'm giving you stupid money. Treat me like royalty. And they're like, watch me. Outside of the show, the best part was watching on the vlogs and all the Instagram videos of everybody just having so much fun. Because mm-hmm. usually at Worlds, it's like, oh, yeah, we're hanging out on the beach having fun. And, you know, your experience is what you make it and how you spend your time. But you could tell, like, there was, like, a lot to do. No offense to Florida. Well, at least to you, but, like, what the fuck was there to do in, like, a podunk town in Florida besides go to the beach? These guys went to malls and had camel rides and air balloons and traveled and went to infinity pools. I'm like, shit, okay. I'm I'm still catching up. I want to catch up with all of uh, Lawrence's Lawrence's videos. He had, like, three or four he did, but they were all, like, 30 minutes apiece. And it's like, I don't have time to sit and watch all these, Lawrence, but I want (laughs) to watch them because I know it's going to be cool. And uh, I, I have, in the past two weeks, I've always liked Lawrence Chalet as a competitor, and I've loved him as a a strong man with a mouth. 
um, because that's who I see myself being in a few years when I'm actually a competitive strongman. <laughs> when I'm when I'm not the guy coming in last place all the time, mm-hmm. I I see myself being that guy who's kind of loud and and makes noise. And um, in the last two weeks, I have gained so much more respect for him as a like vlogger or like a video guy. You know what I mean? Because he was talking about wuss, and he was talking about. I, I watched the video. He was talking about. Um, just to touch on a little bit, Arnold's in Spain, and he said the real shit about Brian, which I appreciated because, like, uh, Brian Shaw fan, you know what I mean? But, like, when Brian said that shit about, like, his diet being the problem, I was like, B, I'm old enough to remember when you couldn't get Stan Efferding's dick out of your mouth. You were hyping up the goddamn vertical diet like it was the com- the second coming. And now... You don't even talk about it. Like, it was just another part of your life, I guess. And now you're all on the guy you were originally with, Stick, whose name I can't remember. Nathan Payton. Yeah, yeah. I do his Instagram handle. (laughs) But uh, a lot of guys in Florida are actually working with him now, too. Um, But I'm like, Brian, I'm old enough to remember that. Like, don't, don't 1984 me, bro. Just come clean and be like, look, I think it might be my diet that is what's slowing me down. But I also think it could be these other factors. Like, don't... Because I'm old enough to remember when you first got on the vertical diet, it was, you know, you had a cooler up your ass. You know what I mean? Like, yep. you know, don't don't 1984 me, bro. I don't like that kind of shit. And Lawrence said the same thing. Like, he says it could be his diet, which, you know, it could very well be his diet, but it's still really weird to not see Brian Shaw on a podium. You know? Yeah. Um, I think one of my favorite moments, and I'll, I'll skip ahead, and then we'll we'll do the uh, we'll do the smart thing, and we'll do like by events, right? But I got to get this out because I, I feel like I'm going to forget it if I don't mention it. I knew Eddie Hall and Brian Shaw were good friends, and in the sport of strongman, there's a camaraderie amongst competitors as long as you look like you're working hard, and this is specifically local level. As long as you look like you're working hard you will get the respect that you deserve for being out there. If you're one of the whiny bitches who's complaining about every little thing, and I mean the really whiny bitches where it's like, oh, you know, the, the judge isn't giving me my reps. Motherfucker, it's probably because you're not locking him out. You know what I mean? But there's a camaraderie. And I think when you get to a certain level, you can't help but have camaraderie because it's like you're the only other asshole here that could possibly even push me. So naturally I love you. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like local level, maybe it's just like I just want the trophy, you know. You know, you know. I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna beat anybody's head about it. But um, when Brian was going to start the stones, and Eddie Hall said, "Hey, I have to go. Brian needs a hand," and he went up there and helped Brian with his tacky and his towel, wiped his face off, said, "Go get it," and then went back and started announcing. I was like. Right there, that was like that's a big moment to me, because you know that's that's Eddie Hall, an announcer, got up from his desk and walked over to a competitor and helped him with his equipment. Like that's that's cool shit right there. I like that shit. You know oh yeah, I, mean? I absolutely enjoy the camaraderie between him, uh, Eddie and Brian. But my favorite was definitely like Mateusz and Martins. Yes. I, I and I feel really bad that I guess spoilers for whoever hasn't watched the entire show yet, but Mateus tore his bicep. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it's completely off the bone or whatnot, but he was asking Martins 
what should I do? And then he also asks Big Z. He asks the legend himself, what what should I do here? Because he's still young. He's only he's he basically between our age. He's 25. I no. He's younger than that. 20? I think he's 23 or 24. No, no, no. He's not that. He he got to his first world at 23. I, no, he's 27. Sorry. Oh, is he? 20, yeah, he's she's 27 because Martins is 29. But anyway, he's he's still young and just like, what what do I do? Yeah. And I, and I really like that because I at first when he first got to Worlds, he was like the quiet one, the assassin. I was like, Ooh, what what's this guy about? You know? And then like we see him coming out of his shell and hanging out with Martins and like, you know, I don't know if he's introverted. I can't speak for him, but. Seeing him, um, the camaraderie between, like, the, especially like the younger guys, makes me smile. I texted my friend. I don't think you met her in Florida because she didn't go to third day. Uh, I took her. I dragged her down to Florida with me to go to see Worlds, As and you do. she was she she didn't like it, but she's like, I like the Polish guy because uh, one of her friends helped me learn Polish, and she's like, I like the Polish guy. I wish he would smile more. And I was like, he smiled, and she was so happy. I was like, he won his first, you know, major. Right. big world's international title he's like yay i was like the little things like that i love well that's uh that's uh i remember anthony uh anthony Furman, la flama blanca he uh he posted on the the wuss picture with where mateus is is smiling and anthony was like why is mateus smiling <laughs> and everyone's like he just won blah blah and then and then he's like y'all don't know mateus if he's smiling there's <laughs> devilish shit going on right and I was like, that's kind of what I thought, too. I was like, I agree. I'm like, I'm scared when he smiles. Like, because I ran up to him after Worlds, and he got in second place. Fucking second place. I mean, the man always, you know, to be a bridesmaid there is no easy feat anyway. But, like, I was like, hey, man, you know, you did great out there. And he's like, yeah, I, I did okay. I, I make some mistakes, you know. And I'm like, dude, you're fucking second place at Worlds, you know. But that's just the kind of guy he is, and I get it. You know, I mean, hell, I, you know, anybody who's been competitive, and I'm not even going to pretend I'm near their level, but anybody who's been that competitive, I know it's like when you screwed up and you know you screwed up, it's hard to let that shit go because it sticks, sticks with you. And I think that's part of the reason why Brian is so meticulous with shit because I think he still remembers, what was it, 2009 or whatever, 2008, when he dropped that fucking sandbag. 10, 2010. 2010. He would be a five-time champ if it wasn't for that fucking sandbag. You know what I mean? Uh, that's like, you know he still remembers event. it. If oh, I yeah. still remember it, you know he remembers it. And I think that's part of the reason why he's so meticulous with everything now. Because he doesn't want to make a stupid little mistake like that. Yep. Um, How could you? Novikov, I feel, is the same way. You know, he, he bobbled that stone at Worlds, which kicked him out of the finals. And I feel like now it's just like so cautious on stones like he didn't get all 10 stones i thought he was going to but yeah and it's weird because he has like i think the world's records on like an atlas stone uh i think he what is it at the arnold south africa he shouldered it for five wow so it's just like i don't know if it's a mental thing but novikov he's younger than me he's 23 yes yes novikov's who i was thinking of yeah he's 23 yeah so so it's definitely a mental thing (laughs) what a freak they're all freaks, but like <laughs> to be twenty-three and like to be twenty-three and be giving Brian Shaw, Hofthor Bjornsson, you know, Martins Lisi's a run for their money, like that's a freak right there. You know what I mean? And the other pillars of strongman that we're hanging out, Radzikowski, Kilzakowski or uh Radzikowski, uh who's the other guy? Who's the Russian? 
Uh, Shivlikov. Shivlikov. You know, all those guys were out there too. You know, Heinla and 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 Caron and, and and giving them a run for their money. That's some big dick energy right there. All right. He's young and he has a bright future ahead of him. Yeah, I was talking to Anthony actually about that, and Anthony was like, "That dude's a freak." And I was like, Anthony, you're a freak. He's like, no, I'm just a regular dude who works hard. I was like, he's like, that dude's a freak. <laughs> and I was like, all right, Anthony, you're both freaks. And he's like, no, nah, he's a freak. Dude, Novikov competes like every weekend. And it's like, what the fuck? Every weekend? I did deadlifts two weeks ago. I'm still feeling it. Right? It's like, <laughs> he, he had won like the 105s right before yeah. going to Wuss. So I was just like, jeez, man. But the taste was like that too. It, but... It, it's so interesting. Like ten years ago, you, there was like just worlds and like the Arnolds, and now there's a, a pro show with like big all time, you know, big name pros competing yes. like at least once a month now. So it's just like, are we getting to the point where everybody's like gonna burn themselves out, or it's like you know you got to be more choosy about what you just where you decide to compete? I, I, and then if it was me, I would only compete at Arnolds and Wuss. I mean, that's basically what Brian does. He does Worlds, Arnold's, Wuss. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't even compete at Worlds. It's a shit show compared to the other two. Hey, but it's a title thing. You know? Yeah, well, it's a... Saying I'm the world's ultimate strongman is so wordy. Or saying I'm the Arnold champ is wordy. But to a layman, you know I'm the world's strongest man. Yeah, well, what was that, that quote somebody threw around while I was at Worlds? They said, you, you go to Worlds to become famous. You go to Arnold's to be a strongman. I, I like, like that. Damn. But it's kind of true. I mean, Worlds is a bit of a lighter show, and it's actually on TV, and, uh, you know, which Arnold's was on TV too. But, like, it's not the world's strongest man, you know? Mm-hmm. And they own that title. But honestly, I'm very excited to see the uh, competition in between the top level international shows. I think Wuss is the kick in the pants that Worlds needs. And if Worlds doesn't step the fuck up, and start doing things better, mm-hmm. then, I mean, people like me, I'm going to not follow it as closely as I did before. I'll use it as basically just to run my brackets. Like, oh, okay, that guy did this, that guy did this, all right, I'll, you know. Maybe See, it's I'll- a great show to um, find new talent. Yes. Because, you know, they, they that's the goal of Worlds, to look more diverse and to get more dudes who may not necessarily be the strongest, but to feel yeah. like... A TV quota. We have dudes from Australia and dudes from Germany and Norway. And right, right. Well, then you learn about those guys and you end up following those guys and learning more about that. So. Or hell, even even Americans you, you wouldn't have heard of. What's the guy? He was America's Strongest Man. He's a young kid, too, 20-something years old. Trey Mitchell, yeah. Trey Mitchell, yeah, Mitchell. I mean, he was at uh, he was at America's Strongest Man and barely lost out the title, I think, to... to I Claiborne. Really huh? Wesley Claiborne. Claiborne, yeah, 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 which is, you know, <laughs> no shame in that, I'll tell you that. Um, uh, is Wesley the one going to um, Arnold's this year? I think he won the um, Amateurs. I th- you know, think you might be right. I'm a little rusty on that, that uh, that deep, deep strongman lore. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much shows, it's hard to follow everybody. I know, I took your advice on one of your videos you had said to check out the uh, Strongman Champions League. Mm-hmm. And uh, a guy from here, from Florida, he was Florida's strongest man last year, uh, Nils, Nils something. Um, he's actually competed over there twice now. 
in the Strongman Championships League. And I'm like, that's cool. That's good for him, man. Um, and But it's just so weird because it's like, it was sort of like when Anthony was, when Anthony was on that, uh, on the Titans, Titan games, it was like yeah. a what the fuck moment for me, because, and I, you know, even more so for him. But like, I knew Anthony Furman, like, and I was, when I was texting him this weekend, he was like, ah, you know, just some guy. And I was like, oh, don't get me wrong, dude. You're still just Tony from the block to me. But like, mm-hmm. but it's true. He is. He's just Tony from the block. I, I knew him when he was like a, you know, kind of pudgy 260 pounder who was working his way up. You know what I mean? And then now he's, you know, 231 world champ and on the Titan games. And But it was the same thing when I saw Nils, you know, he was following me on Instagram for the longest time. And we finally met at Florida's. And I introduced myself, and we were chatting a little bit, and then saw him at another show, and then uh, and the next thing I know, he's over there competing in somewhere in Europe on the on the Championships League, and I was like, that's so cool to see, you know, guys I know out there, but yeah. nobody would know his name if he didn't do that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's also about you know putting yourself out there. It's definitely like Worlds is for a title. You're right, Worlds is to put your name out there. Like, What's I wouldn't this? be following, like, Christensen and, like, Schmock Stellas and, like, a couple other dudes if <laughs> it wasn't for, like, World showing those guys. But, right. again, I'm also weird and I watch SCL, which people are like, eh, you know, I like it. And I made this joke a few times, but it's true. And I made the joke because some of my coworkers, they, I guess they, they announced the most beautiful woman in the world recently. Um, like, scientifically, she's the most beautiful because she has, like, the perfect mirror. Symmetric face. Yeah, right. So they're like most beautiful world. And I was like, I tell you what, man, there's some chick in a cave in like Cambodia who is way more beautiful than her. You know what I mean? But that's how strongman is too. I guarantee you there's some freak living in a cave in the Siberian desert and who he's just like like literally Zangief is out there. And yeah. and, and like would decimate everybody at all of these events. You know what I mean? But he just doesn't compete. So you never heard of him. Yep. Nobody's heard of him. He's a myth, you know? But that's how ra- that happens. And roundabout, taking it back to, to Wuss, I mean, they, that's what they want to do with their qualifiers next year, try and get more different internationals to compete at, at Wuss instead of just, like, Europe and, like, part of Scandinavia and, like, the Americas. So And, and Iron B holding right it down. Exactly. Iron B holding it down, which I've said this on Reddit, um, they need to put BB in their incubator program next. They they already did Larry Wheels. They did Tom Stoltman. Yeah. They should do BB next because, and everybody says this about BB. If BB can get out of his backyard gym and train with other strongmen, he can be unstoppable if they fix his cardio and get his technique because he's a lot of just raw brute strength. If he's they like can fix this, exactly. If he could fix his technique, he, he'd be breaking log records. And I'd hate oh, yeah. to see Z's record fall, but he could break that record with some proper training and some proper cardio. And he well, just uh, seems like a really nice dude. So I, I wish yeah. the best for BB. Records are meant to be broken, and, and not for nothing. Z's record has stood for, what, like 10 years now, I think? Yep. I mean, it's been up there forever, and the closest people get is like 480, I think. You know what I mean? And 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 I have no problem with seeing that record fall. Um I just see no problem with any record falling. You know, that's what they're for. They're supposed to be broken. We're supposed to be pushing it more and more and more. And um, and I think Iron BB is 100% between him and I'm very excited to see, uh, what's his name? Help me out here. Uh, British, uh, Graham Hicks. 
Graham Hicks, yep. He's working with uh, Thor's trainer now, I think. Yeah, yeah. He's yes, working he with is. the Australian strength coach, uh, Sebastian Oreb. He's working with him now. And, I mean, my God, that, 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 name a more iconic duo. I'll wait. You know what I mean? Like, those two together? I mean, because Graham Hicks is already. Britain's strongest man. He, he's already a very incredible competitor. And I think Sebastian's working, Sebastian working with him could make him world class. I mean, he was already a freak on the log. And, and I mean, what Thor has managed to do, because Thor winning and just stomping the, you know, what was that, last year? Yep. That wasn't just everybody else being off their game a little bit. He was on another level. And, and once he gets healthy again, I expect him to go right back to being at that, the, the pinnacle. He, 2020 is going to be interesting. You know, he he is the new standard as far as I'm concerned. Yep. Um, and and that's saying that's that's coming out of the mouth of a huge Brian Shaw fan. I think Thor is the new standard. Like between his static lifts going to what they became and have become, and the fact that he still managed to keep his agility. Um, yeah. A freak beast. So I think we should talk about the deadlift quickly and wuss. Yeah. Um, um, what a surprising fucking event. I think Terry Holland said it best. He's like, we're at a time where everybody's able to pull 400 as a starter. Yes. And 10 years ago, that was, that was a world record. Yes. And that, that just shows how far the sport has come and everybody has come. And I think that's great. And shout outs, quick shout out to Iron BB because his luggage got not lost, but it came late. So I think he pulled that 400 without a suit. Uh, if I'm wrong, correct me in the comments, but I think he pulled it without a suit. And I didn't think his deadlift was that good, so he surprised me. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it, things about the deadlift, um, my, my notable things, first and foremost, Rono Heinle, you freak. Like... I watched him deadlift at, I think it was Arnold's in uh, the one they do in California. The Santa Monica, yeah. The Santa Monica last year, I want to say. And I remember watching the deadlifts there, and it was Lisey's was doing it to qualify. That was the only reason I was even checking it out, I think. And I was watching it, and he was deadlifting mid-nines. And I was like, oh shit, check out Rana Heigla. And I remembered that name on top of the fact that he's got a very, very unique look. You know yes. what I mean? With the, is he missing an eye or what's the story there? Do you know? I have no idea, but it's definitely like the, the squint. Yeah, he's the got squint. the one eye. I don't know if it's some sort of palsy thing going on or, or what, well, that would be his whole face, I guess, right? It looks like he's missing an eye. He's got a very, very re- remarkable look to him. You know what I mean? He, and he definitely looks, looks like different. Strong. From the when he was in Worlds in 2011, it's like almost unrecognizable. Yes, he's got he's got the strongman look now. Yeah, he's got gigantic gut and like big shoulders, and he just looks like a big dude. You know what I mean? And then the fact that he pulled what did he pull nine? He pulled what was it in four. F- I don't know, man. <laughs> tell me, tell me, what was the kilos? He pulled four fifty. So that's uh, close in American, in real weight, that's 990. Nice. Yeah, I think it's like 997 or 996 or something like that. So he's very yeah. close to the 1,000-pound club. 
Yeah, and I mean, if my, he's not already uh, there, because he said he's like, oh, he had twenty more kilos in him. Oh, I, I mean, everybody saw the way the flu. They got better as he was going. His, his, you know, his four, whatever, four thirty or four, whatever, looked better than his first lift. Right. And then for the big surprise of that event was has got to be Brian Shaw not even getting third, like third in that event was no. He plays with, what, five dudes on 400? Yes. Now, when I watched his video, because I was like, what the fuck? I thought he was sick or something. But right when he said it and he started talking about it, he said, yeah, I'm still recovering from that hamstring tear from Arnold's. And I was like, oh, shit. That didn't even click in my head because I you know, watched his videos. Yeah, he isn't pulling 900 pounds from the floor. He is pulling that from mid-shin. And it didn't even occur to me, like, yeah. He still hasn't fully recovered from that and gotten his power off the floor yet. Like, wow, okay, that totally makes sense. I think instead of uh, – because he went for 420, he missed 420. He should have, in my opinion, should have gone for 410. Yes. But I guess, you know, the, the mindset is he's saving himself for his max. And I get that. But because he missed that 420, he ended up tying with – let me see – one, two, three, four, five, six. Six guys. Yes. Seven guys ended with 400. So that was that was surprising. If he would have got the 410, he would have had 410 by himself, and that would have put him over six guys, and that would have did a lot better for him points-wise. That's, that's the interesting thing, feel? right, about Strongman, is like sometimes it's better to lift less <laughs> rather than tying with four or five or six other people, especially in a competition when you have that many people. Mm-hmm. Like, in Worlds, that's one thing I'll give it Worlds and, and obviously in Arnold's, you know, it's usually just ten or so guys. So the point splits there are very... Uh, they, 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 I don't want to say seldom, but when they happen, it's usually only two people. Yep. You know, in a competition when you got 12, what do they have, 13 people? Uh, 14. 14 people. You're, you're you're at a very, very interesting moment where you could more than likely have five people tie one event. And in that case, it's better to, to, to be lower than them. You know, if they all did, let's just say they all did one rep on the log. Or, okay, let's say two reps on the log. At that point, if I know I can't get three, I might as well just get one because I'm still going to be better than all those guys. Yeah, you know sure, I mean? getting a whole point instead of half the point. You know, exactly, or, or a sixth of, sixth of a point. It's better. Yeah. Um, it's very interesting how that, that played out. Um, other noticeable things, uh, so we can finally stop saying Mateus is a bad deadlifter, right? We yes, and I was stuff. so happy. I was, like, you know, cheering. I was at my doctor's appointment, and I had the headphones in, and, like, my phone was in my bag, and they're like, what, what's wrong with you? I'm like, oh, sorry, I'm listening to this thing. And I'm just like, yes, get it. Yes, I'm so happy for Fateh. He yes. is going up and up in my favorite strongman every competition. Oh yeah, I'm 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 loving Maddie, and I refuse to call him anything but that now. I'm calling him Maddie. Uh, That's my nickname. According to Martins, he's the Polish Titan. <laughs> Polish Titan. I, yeah. I like the Terminator. That's yeah. that's what they were calling him before. I liked it better too. That's why I said fuck it. I'm just gonna call him Maddie. Yeah. Because I can't I can't say his real name that well anyway. So <laughs> that's that's Maddie. Maddie's <laughs> killing it. Um, I think the other thing, uh, that, uh, I want to say Ronan, what was that his name? Ramen. Ramen, yeah. 
I actually gave him a cooler name. Um, <laughs> no, I didn't no disrespect him. Uh, very surprised. Um, interesting, and I'm not going to lie, I kind of like threw my phone at my bed because I'm like, Brian, you just got beat by who? Yeah, like, like if you just looked at the spreadsheet, seeing yeah. Mateusz pull 420 and Brian pulled 400. I'm like, we're in the Twilight Zone. It's like, what? It's like some guy me? who who nobody knows from the Middle East just beat you, Brian. Like, so yeah. it was it was weird, you know. I mean, that's that was that was my initial feelings about it. But uh, that dude was like, I don't know if he was in a competition or something with Shivlyakov about who could bleed more, right? But like, bro, <laughs> you won. Okay, you won on the first one when your nose opened like a goddamn faucet. Okay, like holy shit! Like the first. I'm just one, like, put was, him on the Arnold's. <laughs> like, it was geez. just like it was like spraying, and and I loved. I know he doesn't do it on purpose. Like you can't purposely bust your nose to bleed. Yeah. But I think Shivlyakov did that on purpose on that last <laughs> one because his first pull he was fine, and then, and then on his last one he he gets it up just a little blood. And I'm like, oh, you cheeky fucker, you're doing that on purpose, aren't you? You just you just can't be outshown on your thing, right? right? Like I'm <laughs> the one. My thing. Yeah. The other things I wrote for um notes for this um. Quran surprised me. I thought he was going to be top on that. Messed up my bracket straight out of the gate. I thought it was going to be the one to to win overall. Him and Pritchett. Yeah. Pritchett did better. He pulled 440, but Quran only pulled 420. And yeah, you know, my, watching every... Martin's video, he was like, Martin, Romark went to ask him, how was the lift? Quran's first response, not even answering the question, is, it's fucking hot. <laughs> it's fucking hot. And then he's like, oh, wait. Yeah, it wasn't that good. So yeah. I think yeah, that he got know. to him. You know, to, to tangent about Jerry Pritchett for just a minute. Jerry Pritchett could be one of the best American strongmen out there. I mean, in fact, he is. He is one of the best American strongmen out there. But it seems to me every time he's at an international competition, whether it be Arnold's or Wuss, I don't recall him being at Worlds ever. Uh, uh, sometimes when he stepped away. He did Giants um, over, I think, in July. Yeah, he yeah. did Giants in July, so now he's qualified for Worlds 2020. So that would be cool to see how he, he, he actually makes it there. But it seems to me he does moderately well on some static lifts, just above mid-pack. And then when it comes to moving events, it's just not not that great. And or he gets injured. Yeah. You know, he Same with Ratzikovsky. He has he has the Lawrence Chalet curse. He just seems to get injured, you know? The recovery right. time is just I don't know. But at least he didn't tear his hamstring. I don't know what's up with Jerry. Um once I guess once we get to the law, we'll talk about his bicep maybe yeah. being injured. But yeah. other than that, at least his hamstring didn't get it held know, up. That yeah, seems yeah, to be yeah. like his biggest weakness is his hamstring hurting. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's all my notes. In my head, I'm not. I'm not smart like you. I didn't write anything down. But I think. Uh, I think that's all uh, I wrote like in the like. morning. Yeah, uh, Tom Stoltman pulled 430. Yes, Shiv and Pritchett pulled 440, and Heinle wins with 450. That was the last thing that I know. Yeah, Tom putting like what I think 20 kilos on his deadlift, and like the amount of time he's been out there training with with um Woods is phenomenal. Yeah. But like yeah, he was yeah. another guy I didn't think was going to 
place third on that. I thought he was going to pull like maybe 420 and leave it at that. But pulling right. the 430, I was like, okay, here we go. I saw, I, well, and I, I, you know, I, I told, I remember I told my coworker because we, we wrote out some, some predictions too. And I said, you know, I said, I think you're making a mistake sleeping on the Stoltman when it comes to the stone run. Um, the bigger one. Which one's the bigger one, Luke? Tom. Tom. Um, I was like, you're sleeping on him if you don't have him top top tier for the stone run. Because the man's a freak. He's been yeah. breaking stone run records for like the last year. That's like literally been his life right now. And I'm like, you're sleeping on him if you don't have him somewhere in the top tiers for that event. you know. And he was like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. I was like, just because you haven't seen him doesn't mean he ain't working. You know what I mean? Exactly. So I was like, you don't don't sleep on don't sleep on Tom with that kind of stuff. And I, when we get to it, mm-hmm. holy shit, was I right? Um, but all right, so what we had the next event was the truck pull, right? Yep, going on to day two. Uh, uh, holy that truck Christ pull was Mateus. interesting. <laughs> um, I I think I'll just start out with that. Holy Christ, Mateus, is that okay? Can I say that? Yeah, listen, I don't care. <laughs> can I can I say Holy Christ, Mateus? Um, like. I mean, my God, his time, just, just, I'm looking at the chart, 55.9. Yeah. And it wasn't like the best form either. He was swaying all over the place and everything, but he brute forced it. He just manhandled it and, and, and wow. You know what I mean? Um, Terry Hollins surprised me. Only because I knew Terry was a really good truck puller, but I was like, what about now that he's lost all the weight? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently the verdict uh, on that is weight doesn't fucking matter if you're just good at it. He still got it. Because, yeah, holy shit, he still got it, right? Like, Man I mean, almost died for it because he also put out a blog because he, he pulled out after the truck pull. He was like, I feel terrible. I feel like I'm going to die. <laughs> so yeah, so only that could be like due to heat and pulling or what, but good call for him because he has masters next weekend yeah so only only four people actually even managed to finish the event uh on the truck pull and it was it was like i said it was a weird event and um it was obviously a hard event it was good to see after the deadlift brian being one of the few who did finish it yeah it made me feel good as a brian fan and it made me say once again holy shit mateus Damn. I was just happy Rads finished and he got second place. Rads, it holds a special place in my heart. I was like, I'm sad he always gets injured. But you know what? At first, like, he's moving slow, but he's keeping a steady pace. He knows what he has to do. Yeah. In SCL, there's always a truck pull for the most part. So he has a lot of experience on that. It was so strange because watching them, watching just physicians between Brian and Rads pulling – it almost looked like Brian was doing better. Yeah. But then when you see the time difference, it's like it was almost a whole five seconds that he was slower by. And it was so strange because Brian looked like he had a much better rhythm. And even getting to the very end where it, it got tougher, he almost seemed to just still be carrying the same speed. So it's very interesting to see how the times actually measured out. You know, it doesn't always look the same way as it is. Yeah. Things I noted was that um, in Martin's video, he mentioned that it was supposed to be unlimited. So there was not supposed to be a time limit. It was just supposed to be go to the finish. But during Luke's run, 
the referee thought it was supposed to be 75 seconds, so they, they was like, all right, so I guess we're doing 75 seconds straight up. Because Martinez made a good point. He's like, these guys would be l- willing to die to do this. And I, he has a point, because seeing some of those guys, like, the strain on their faces and their bodies and dudes collapsing at the finish line, it's like, he's right. So they they... After two guys went, they then put a 75-second time limit on it, which was kind of weird. Yeah, I don't um, like that kind of shit. I don't like when, when rules change on the fly like that. Yeah, that was For, like, weird. seemingly arbitrary reasons, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that, what was, well, that was bad communication. It was just bad communication. That's, yeah. that's what it looked like from Martinez's video. Because it was, like, unlimited. And then after Luke went, it was like, all right, they thought it was 75, so we're... Making it 75. And at that point, only BB went. It was BB, then Luke. Yeah. So, I don't, that, that was weird. Um, also, just want to note that the referees were Big Z and also Ilka Kinnanen, who is like the SCL chairperson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, he has experience. He was the one who was uh, timing the truck pull. So, I don't know why there was a miscommunication there. That, that was really weird. So, you know, I've actually got this thing about, um, events in Strongman the moving one specifically in this is going to sound weird but follow me in relay racing or when they do 5k's they give you a bib that has a chip on it yep that can then stop your time right when you pass the finish line why the fuck have we not done that in Strongman yet I was thinking about that the other day because if you go back to the 90s like World Strongest Man they have like weird implements with like timers and sensors and things yeah. like that why has nobody put a timer on a truck yet? Instead you know, of doing like, like, you know, handheld stopwatches. That's crazy. Man, in my opinion, anything that's a half second or smaller, that's human error. You know what I mean? Like, even a second, honestly, I could see being human error. You know, the time to release a thumb from mm-hmm. a stop. You know what I mean? Or press it. Like, reaction time matters. And I was like, man, why don't they have, like, like they do there. Like you could so easily just put a sensor on the part of the truck you want to pass. Exactly. Hit go. Like literally just rig it up so you push the button on the start for the, the counter with like a light for the strongman to go. And they go and then you have these, you have undeniable results. I mean, my God, at the Olympics for swimming, they designed pressure plates for the athletes to touch to stop the time. You know what I mean? Like, can't we do this, guys? Like, this stuff's important. Yeah, because that happened at Worlds 2018, too, where, like, <laughs> Belsack and Brian had, like, 0.02 of a second off each other in, like, the truck pull in the finals. And it's like, why don't we have sensors yet? It's super weird. Seemed like an easy easy thing to do, in my opinion, you know? And it would... I, I believe in making things as... um objective as possible when it comes to this stuff you know you certain things like did he get the lift or not those are always going to have a bit of subjectivism to them you know what i mean you know you ask 100 people you get 101 different answers you know especially on today something like a log lift and specifically strongman right were his elbows really locked out did he really have control that kind of those kinds of questions you could you could debate all day you know what i mean but I think in general, most judges are pretty fair on that kind of stuff. But we have events where guys are moving. Why aren't we making this as, as objective as possible? 
scientifically doing this? Why aren't we? You know, is it just a money thing or nobody's thinking about it? I'm thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so uh, I, I think, and that's all I have to say about that. Yeah, the, that's all I wrote for the truck pull. That and like it looked like the um and even Eddie called out on the commentary that the truck looked crooked. Yeah. Especially like during like Luke's run. That it looked yeah. really crooked and like they it didn't have control like it was, over it or I don't know what that so was. Instead of being like straight on, it would look like it was like that. Yeah. And it Which was like definitely it will would, affect the pull. And right when he said it, I was like yeah, it kind of does, doesn't it? Look at that. It does look like it's a little cockeyed, doesn't it? Like, but, you know, and that's one of those things. As long as everybody, that's, so part of me is that's why I loved when they did the train pull because I was like, yes, objective. The train is going to go straight. There's no questions. Mm -hmm. But I also didn't like that they were climbing the ladder. And I remember the one year. Z pulled it out. Z broke it off the thing. And I was like, ah, guys, that shouldn't happen. You know, like, come on. Um, so, yeah, that's that's all I have to say about the truck pull. Uh, it, it, like you started, interesting event. Interesting event. And just quick, big shout out to, to Laws and Eddie for the commentary. They were definitely the best part of the stream. Oh, my God, yeah. I, I forgot to mention that. But, yeah, the, commenta the commentary for this was pretty good. I also love that they were both giving them the camera people shit at the show. It's like, we don't want to see shots of the crowd. I'm like, seriously, we don't. Right. That right. that that was the one thing that, that pissed me off during the truck pull. During JF's run, they yes. sweep the camera to the crowd for 10 seconds. I'm like, we don't want to see this. I'm trying to see the strong men. Crowd sweeps in between competitors and events I can't say anything about. But don't you dare move the camera from the competitor. Like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. That that happened a couple of times. I'm like, okay, that's a point off. Yeah, for sure, yeah. So the log lift, do you want to just jump into the big nasty right out of the gate? Or do you want to... Oh! Well, let me just, just run down. Once again, Bibby showing that he's a beast. He won the event Jesus. with five reps. And he did it without shoes on. Which I'm just Jeez. like, bold move, sir. I'm like, when, I bet the floor is hot. And also, I'm like, what if that smashed? It's like, that's my biggest fear, seeing somebody get their feet smashed by one when, of these implements. But When BB went up and, like, Big Z'd the first rep, you know, because yeah. Big Z had, and uh, has, a very, I don't want to say unique way of push pressing, but his leg drive is almost... Just to get it started, just to get past his chin, and right when the log is here, the rest of it's straight up. You know what I mean? It's just, and that's that's just how Big Z do. And when BB did the same thing, I was like, "That's the Iron BB everybody's been hyping the fuck up about." And and my God, I mean, to first place on that event, his dick was like this big to me. Okay, <laughs> like because holy shit, he he smashed it. I actually didn't think he was going to do that well. I thought it was going to be a cardio thing, but he shut me up. I was like, you know what? Good shit, BB. Uh, well, and I loved, like, the big dick energy of it, too, when he did five, and he was like, five? All right, I'm done. Like, yeah. he knew nobody else was going to be able to do that. And he was absolutely correct. So now do we talk about the big nasty? One one other thing before that. Uh, Jerry Pritchett might have, like, kind of messed up his bicep on there. Same with Ramen. So yeah. those were the only other two things of note for that. 
and uh, Ramen was an interesting character he because was. he kept wrapping his whole upper body up in like ace bandages. It looked like he looked like an anime protagonist, basically. Like, and it was very strange. And even Eddie was like, "I don't know why the fuck he's doing that. Like, it's weird." Because he's definitely makes- more of a like a powerlifter. It seems like that he comes from a powerlifting background. Yeah, I don't know. You remember him? Um, 2010, Misha Kokliev, the Ru- the other Misha, the other Russian. I love Kokliev. Yeah, I love that dude. Yeah, like, he was, like, old school with, like, the skinny weightlifting belt and, like, none of this, like, straps and stuff like that. Yeah. That's what Ramen reminds me of, just old school weightlifting. Yeah, like, yeah I'm just yeah, going to yeah. brute force this. I don't need your fancy SBD sleeves and whatnot. SBD I'm like, who? Exactly. I'm like, okay, shit, dude. But it looked like he hurt his bicep on it, so that was... yeah. Unfortunate. Which is weird. I'm like, how do you hurt your bicep when you're being supported by like ace bandages? But hey, yeah. shit happens, I guess, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But moving I'll... into the next bit. Uh... The, the big nasty. So I'll put this out there. Um, we were talking about this before, and this is my opinion on it. When there is an equipment malfunction and an equipment failure, the benefit of the doubt should be given to the athlete and the overall event should be shunned for that mistake. When we talk about equipment malfunctions, I'm not talking about like an America's Strongest Man where one of the, the recent one that just happened, they were doing log lifts and somebody put the log down really hard. I don't know if they did it uh, after a lift. I can't remember, but one of the pins on the side of the log had actually bent and it, it, they couldn't fix it. They didn't have a spare log, that kind of thing. That kind of equipment malfunction, get the fuck over it. You know, is it going to affect your lift? Probably, but, you know, if you're strong enough, you'll be able to get through it no matter what. The kind of equipment malfunctions I'm talking about is like, I don't know, let's say you're doing like a World Log Lift Championships, and uh, let's say you've got like the biggest presser in the world, and uh, let's just say it's Zadruna Zabikas, and uh, you you make a wild plan, like, uh, I don't know, holding it in England, where it's fucking raining. Torrential rain. Like, all the time. And uh, I don't know, you hold the event outside and the platform is wet. Um, And you are expecting the world's best deadlifter, or world's best log lifter, to hoist 500 plus pounds over their head on a fucking wet platform. I don't know, this seems like not a great idea to me. Uh, Call me crazy. Or, uh, here's another one. You have somebody trying to lift a log and the fucking floor is literally breaking underneath their weight. I don't know. That seems to me like something that shouldn't happen. Or am I just crazy? Yeah, absolutely right. That was such a weird turn of events. Here's my theory, though. <laughs> um, I, I don't think Brian broke the floor. I think Karan broke the floor right before him because... And that's another controversial part of this, you know, the log lift. Karan didn't get any, he didn't, any, none of his reps got, reps got counted, so he got zero. But on his third lift, he had it up, and he looked like he was about to fall back, too, and he dropped it. It didn't hit the tires. It hit the floor. Mm-hmm. So I think that started the floor break, and then when Brian got there, it just completely gave out. Which, right. again, my other thing is why, why, I get it. They have the VIP section, and they want the show to be elevated, but this is strongman. We're lifting tons of weight. Even with the Arnolds, because the floor broke at the Arnolds, too. 
this shouldn't be on a stage. It should be on level flooring. Right. And yeah. the floor broke on Brian last year too at Wuss. I'm like, Brian's yeah. cursed. So so for, for people that have been living under a rock for the last day and a half or whenever this goes up, um, what happened was Brian Shaw, the Brian Shaw, might I remind people, um, four-time World's Strongest Man, was going up to do the log lift, and the log was essentially 400 pounds. It was like 396 or whatever, I think, but it's, it's 400, essentially. And while he was lifting, his first log lift went up like butter. It was easy. Yep. And that made me very hopeful for him. I figured he'd get about four on that. Well, when he went for his second lift, and you watch him do his second lift, something's clearly not right, because right when he did his leg drive, you saw his whole body sort of shift, and it's like, whoa, what's going on? But and he got you the look lift. down at his feet, you actually see the floor is like this. Yeah, kind of like doing a curve kind of thing a bit. Very clearly concave and not level. So then when he went for his third lift, he ended up not being able to make it. So this is where the controversy came from, from this event, was that Brian started his third lift, his third attempt, and got it pretty close to lockout, but he couldn't quite lock it out because he was very unstable. Later on, it came out that the floor was broken, and what they ended up doing is giving Brian the benefit of the doubt and giving him his third rep. They also said, you can go again if you want, but whatever you do in that run is what we're going to give you. So if he went again and got three, he effectively wasted all that energy for nothing. If he went again and got four, it would have actually done better for him. But he elected to just take the three and and go on with his day. Now, a few things here. One, when you run a show, you make the rules. If they decide to say, fuck him, he only gets two reps, that's their prerogative. Instead, they elected to give him options. And, in my opinion, made the correct call of giving the benefit of the doubt to the athlete that he would have been able to complete the lift had he been on a stable surface which was the responsibility of the people putting on the competition they failed in their part brian didn't fail in his when you when you watch the other videos because the stream if you watch i've watched it like eight times i've watched the stream version i've watched brian's video eddie's video martin's video all different angles and it's such an interesting thing it's like well we gave him the benefit of a doubt and at first i'm like yeah, okay, this is where me and you was going to disagree. I don't think he should have got the rep. Because watching at all the other angles, he didn't lock it out. He didn't. And this goes back, and I'm a Brian Shaw fan, but he didn't lock it out. And it goes back to Karong, which I mentioned earlier. He did three reps. He didn't lock out any of those. They didn't give him any reps. He wasn't stable either. So right. I, I get that. So... If you go into zero rep Karan saying he's not stable, Brian wasn't stable. And yes, the floor, it does suck. And, you know, it's Brian's call of, you know, I would, I, I'd imagine he wouldn't want to go. It's hot. You know, yeah. that's a lot. It's a lot of weight to, to be like, I'm going to rest and do it again. Who knows what, what he would have got. Well, and uh, let me put it this way. I'm not necessarily okay with them just giving him the third rep. In my opinion, if I had been running the show, I'd have said, look, either you take the two reps, we apologize for this inconvenience, or you can go again and whatever you do on the second one, that's what you get. 
And I'd have given the same deal to anybody who went in that lane. Honestly, I'd have said, if you want to go again, feel free to go again. But whatever you get on that second run or that second attempt, that's what you stay with. Yeah, after Brian went, they moved the implement back for, right. away from that spot. So Yeah, I don't. And, and let me be clear. I don't necessarily agree with them giving Brian that third rep because, like you said, he didn't lock it up. I never argued that. The argument that the judges made is that if he had been on a stable flooring, he would have locked it out. I mean, you know, here, there, you know, it's tough to say. I get the that. ref is the final decision. Right. That's the that's the number one thing. I will die on the hill of they should have given the option of either go again or stick with what you've got. That's the hill I'll die on. And mm-hmm. I believe that's fair. I believe it's fair if they give him the option to go again, but you keep your two reps right now, you know, or you go again and you do better and you keep those reps. And they give that deal to everybody. I think that would have been, excuse me, the most intelligent, excuse me, and, and fairest way of doing things. Um, I don't necessarily agree with the old school mentality of, oh, well, that's strong, man. Like, no, that's bullshit. Equipment failures are bullshit. There yeah. should be something that can be done about it to mitigate your failure as a promoter. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm just looking at the uh, the score sheet right here. It's The other thing, too, was like giving him the three reps also, you know, screwed over a couple other people. Yeah. Because it's just like, uh, look, according to this, who else got three reps? Novikov got three. Shivlikov also got three. Uh, yeah. Like, they may be smiling on the inside, but I'd be like, I'd be pissed off. I'd be like, what? You know, now now you're sharing the points with more people. Right. So, and, and Belshack so- also got three. So if right. he would have got two reps, I mean, yeah, that'd put him down to the points. Uh, he would have tied with Tom Stoltman. And Ron O'Hanla on that. Mm-hmm. So, toss-up. But again, it's it's the referee's decision is final. They talked about it. They they addressed it as soon as he was done. He didn't sit on it and wait for everybody else to compete and then and go back out. That's the other thing, too. I think people are... He addressed it immediately. Everybody else could have done the same thing. Like... People, because people like just like you did. I saw some comments online. You know, well, JF Corona didn't get a single one either. You know, or are we supposed to just give him all three reps? And it's like, well, if JF Corona had gone up and bitched, maybe something would have happened. And that's that's what I mean when I talk to my my. You know, Brian Shaw is a consummate professional with this. When well, something yeah, I don't think off, the floor broke when it was JF's turn. I right. don't think it had broken just yet. It was more of a. Because log pressure, you got, your feet got to be stable. His feet weren't stable. He was right. leaning forward a lot, and I saw that in the replays. So, and JF's one of my favorites. So, you know, that's a hill I'd die on, but I'm like, I get it. Watching back the play, you know, the, the different angles, I'm like, need and lock. I probably would have gave him his first one, but his second two, no. And he even pointed to the ref, like, come on. So, is what it yeah, is. Yeah, I mean, it's it's... It's a tough situation, but what, what what it brings me to is the bigger issue that I have with current states where there's this old school mentality of where if anything goes wrong, anything at all, it's, oh, well, that's strong, man. It's like, no, we need to change that mentality. And I think Brian Shaw, you know, call him a crybaby, call him whatever the fuck you want. 
He's still one of the strongest men in fucking history. So what do you? What does he give a shit? What you think? But not you. You know the war, the royal you. Um. But it's like he calls it out when it's bullshit. And I think more athletes should do that. You know, you're not a diva just because you want things to be right. Yeah. You know, and, and I think that old school mentality needs to get, get washed away because if something bullshit happens, like the stage breaks underneath you, yeah, this shouldn't be. Or if the stage is wet when you're trying to fucking do a 500-pound log lift, yeah, that shouldn't be. If we want this to be treated as a sport, there can still be elements of the circus in it. But if you're having a competition, we need to have things, we need to have standards. And if the standards are failed by the promoter, then that needs to be called out and addressed and fixed. Yeah. Again, the hill I'm dying on is not the idea that Brian deserved that third rep. I personally, if I was the promoter, would have said, look, you can go again if you want. If not, stick with your two reps. Shit happens. That part of shit happens is fine. But this idea of like, well, shit happens, keep moving. Like, no, 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 no. We have the time, the ability, you know, to right this wrong. Let's right this wrong. You know what I mean? You know, there's, there's, I, cause even I, like, look, I get it. There's bullshit. Some people, some athletes are just divas. I get that. Not denying that. Could Brian Shaw be seen as one? Sure. Why not? But at the same time, when bullshit happens, you know, the, the, the squeaky wheel gets the oil, right? You know what I mean? Yep. You know, if you don't make any noise, nobody does anything. There's an interesting part of, of you know, strongmen, and we get to see this as fans. And I also think, you know, it opens a discussion for fans and athletes alike. So if people don't challenge uh, opposition, things won't get changed. If, if World's Ultimate Strongman didn't exist, we would still think that World's Strongest Man is is a viable format for conducting this particular competition. Well, that brings me to my next point, which is the next event, the, uh, the, the, the what is it, the yoke race and the shield carry, which, yeah. what, what was up with that log? 300 kilos? Was that like 660, six, something like that? I'm like, that's like amateur weight. Oh, the yoke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 When I saw the yoke weight, I was like, I, was like, I immediately, what? I was immediately like, oh, fuck, Brian's not going to do anything. Because <laughs> I was just like, god damn, it's 600 pounds. Novikov is going to run it like it's not even there. Mart- yeah, Maddie is going to run it like it's not even there. You know, all these guys. And, and Brian's going to just be oofing around with it. And what the fuck happened? Basically, I exactly think that. they should have just did the shield carry for distance, load it up more weight, maybe 20 kilos more, and just do it for max distance. We didn't need the shield was a not... very light CrossFit style yoke. No well, the shield was, how much was the shield? The shield was 180. 180, which is like what, barely 400 pounds? Yeah. Like, uh, you realize who these guys are, right? Like, it was yeah, more this... we didn't want to damage the stage like last year because that's what happened. The yoke damaged the stage last year, so I bet they were afraid. Six hundred pound yoke. I mean, that's well, amateur see. weight. In the two hundred pound class, a six hundred pound yoke is professional level yoke. Like, you know what I mean? A two hundred pound class guy is doing a six hundred pound yoke at the top level. Like, you've got monsters. 
These guys can are capable of doing 1,200 pounds. You know what I mean? All of them. Yeah. And you got a 600-pound yoke. Uh, you know. Interesting event that uh, Maddie ended up getting injured on, too. That was strange because watching that clip over and over, I'm like, what the fuck happened here? It looks like it kind of off his right kind of slid off the right bicep at the end when he tried to put it down. Yeah. And I'm just like, no. Such that a strange, so a strange way to injure himself. I mean, you know, it happens. I mean, you know, biceps are pretty small muscles. So, but it was so weird how it happened. Cause you didn't expect it. Another thing that I know it was JF. Okay. So the stream started stuttering really badly, starting with the yoke part. And JF went first, and his side was stuttering. And it was like, oh, he staged dived for the finish line. Go back and you watch that shit on Brian's channel. Go back and watch it on any strongman channel. He was tripped by the mat dude. He didn't stage dive. You go to the end, there's a dude holding a mat. So if the if the uh, the shield falls, they put it in front so I guess the mat doesn't damage the stage. The dude throws the mat at the finish line and JF falls over the line. And I'm, I'm like, did he trip him? What the hell oh, was that? God. And it only happened during JF's run. So I don't know if they didn't tell the spotter, don't do that or what. But it don't only happened... That. It only happened to JF. It was like, he staged done. I'm like, go back. He was tripped. You you feel like when it's something like, like that happens, you don't have to tell him, don't do that? Like, hey, but, yeah. in the rules do meeting, that. when we're talking to the spotters and the loaders, remind me to tell them, don't trip the athlete. Yeah. Like, he's got a bullet point. Don't trip anybody. Okay. Don't do it. I know you're going to want to, but don't, okay? And another controversy with that, uh, I read it down. So, Rano didn't, according to the judges, did not complete the run. They said he didn't cross the line when he dropped the shield. Um, It's weird because nobody, none of the YouTube channels have, like, footage of him crossing the line because it was, like, an either-or. Um, but they said he didn't complete the run and dropped the shield before the finish line. So I'm checking the the uh, the shield. I mean the sheet right now. What what did Rhino get on this? Yeah, it says did not finish 28 meters. And like they asked him in um I think maybe the Stoltmans or Martin's video. He was like they said I didn't complete the the course. So I gotta go back and watch that over. So that was a bit weird. Yeah, because I, I remember. Bush needs him. to work on their rules and their staff on stage. Staff and, and apparently the stage itself. I mean, yeah, you know, you can't have implements breaking on people. That's my that's my big thing because it's dangerous too. It's very dangerous for the athletes, you know, because these these are athletes. It's the bottom line. And, and and the way I talk about this stuff, if I was saying these things about a basketball player, nobody would bat a fucking eye. If I was like, hey, the court shouldn't just break on somebody, everybody'd be like, yeah. No shit. But somehow I say that about Strongman, and it's a controversial statement. You need to man the fuck up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, guys, I want Strongman to be looked at like basketball, like football, like soccer, you know, as one of the best important sports in the world. And if we treat it that way, it'll go a long way towards it actually being respected as that. Yeah. But if you keep treating it like the backyard circus, well, how do you think people are going to treat it? 
That is true. That's why I can't. And if, if you watch my videos, I put a lot of hype into into Wolf's. Like it's gonna be bigger than World. I'm really yeah. excited. The hype was still there, and I'm and it was a really decent show. But cameras, uh, stream quality, and equipment failures, and uh, judges is yeah. what knocked it down points for me. And yeah. I don't I don't want to like put blame on a specific group of people as to why that is. You know, things happen Some on days, things just don't work out. Mm -hmm. But last year, again, this is my speculation, uh, Darren uh, Sadler and Colin Bryce were refs, and they were working with the show. This year, they weren't, and they elected to go with Strongman Champions League, which is Marcel Merstat and Ilka Kinnanen. I'm not saying this is on them, but... You know, I feel like Colin and Darren have more a tighter control on this is what staff should do. This is what refs should do. Yeah. So that could be a factor as well. Again, I'm not placing blame on SCL. It's just an observation that I had as somebody who watches both Giants live shows and SCL shows. There's 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 a correlation to be made here for sure. Does it doesn't equal causation, but it's certainly like these guys were here, and this was good. These guys weren't here, and it was not so good. Yeah. I'm not saying Stannis Smith's bad or anything like that. It's just Colin's been doing this since before I was born. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, he's got a, a more of a handle on this than most people do. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll give my out of ten once we... Once we, 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 we talk, right? yeah. I think we've exhausted everything on the yoke now, right? I mean, there, other yeah. than that, there wasn't much to it. I mean, the fast guys were fast and the slow guys were slow. Yeah, Radzikowski was pointing to his bicep. I kind of figured that was going to happen, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, other than that, on the yoke, that, that was it. Yeah, I mean, Novikov, Maddie, they're both freak beasts and fast as fuck. There's just no two ways about it. Uh, they basically ran the whole way. Yep. Brian is still slow. His cardio has definitely gotten way better. though. His speed's not there. His agility's not there. It looked but, like he was running in the mud, basically. Right. But the fact that when he finished the, sten the 10 stone run, he wasn't even really out of breath. Yeah. So his conditioning has definitely gotten better. He's just not agile yet. Which, I don't know if he maybe... Yeah, I'm not going to tell him how to live his life. That man knows, but... Maybe an agility coach or something like that might not be a bad idea. So I guess on to the uh, world the final record event. Stone yes, the, <laughs> the Atlas, the world record Atlas Stone Run. Yeah, another bicep killer. Rads, BB, um, Pritchett did decent on that. Um, yeah, I, I was sad when like Rads went to pick up the first one. And he's like the bicep. I'm like, no, my Polish yeah. boys, no. Very brutal, brutal event. Um, Brian, when he did those ten stones in just over a minute, it made me feel really good about Brian's future. He needed that. Um, I needed that as a Brian fan to know that he's still got that. And the fact that a lot of people are having trouble doing them, and he he looked like Brian. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, not to be outdone, <laughs> fucking 
you know, uh, when who was that? Which Stoltman was that? Tom. Tom. Spicy, spicy Tom Stoltman. When Tom Stoltman stepped up, I was like, this should be interesting. And decimated the time by 20 seconds. Wow. Just just because when they first said it, I heard the, you know, Laws and and Hall were talking and, and he thought they thought it was 47. And I was like, no, man, he said 40.7. Yeah. 40.7 seconds for 10 stones. The man is a machine. He cannot be stopped. Wow. He is. Yeah, I'm saying he's the king of the stones. Uh, there's has, no question now. He has the um in Scotland he has the Arbler Stones record, which he broke two times this year, yes. and now he has the Atlas Stone record. So I, I would he say and I'll put this I'll I'll put this crazy statement out there. I believe Maddie could give him a run for his money. Mm-hmm. Because when Mateus came out there to do them, he had his right arm all wrapped up like a mummy. But watch him do those stones. Everybody else did kind of the whole hip back hinge movement thing. He just front squatted every single stone that he did. Well, he did it because of his injury. Because we've seen it in like Giants Live. He won motions those first. He normally just won motions those first ones. But this time he was. He did the smart professional thing to do. He took his time. He knew what he had to do to keep his first place. You know, he he asked he asked Martins, he asked Z, he asked Eddie, what should I do here? And he did the smart and professional thing. And I'm hopefully he didn't injure it more. I've never seen a man work harder, <laughs> you know, for for money. Right. In, in recent in recent years. And he earned that seventy five thousand dollar prize. Oh yeah, I mean, but you know, just 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 how easy it was for him, even when a with a busted bicep, you know, just blew my mind. The, the damn things weren't even there for him. The hard part was literally just the fact that he's trying to do it with a hundred percent one arm and like ten percent one other arm. That was yeah, that was the whole basically one handed, and I'm like, geez, yeah. man, I can't even get one off the floor. <laughs> I, you know what I mean? It just the, the dude's the dude's a freak. I mean, and I would love to see a healthy Mateus versus a healthy Tom. I think yes. that would be a hell of a of a match because the way he handled it. You know what I'd really like to see? I'd like to see how Tom handles that natural stone of the Arnolds. If they bring it back. I mean, honestly, I I think it'd be cool if they did bring it back. I love that old school strongman shit. But you know what? We keep talking about baby brother. We ain't talking about big brother. What about Luke Stoltman? He surprised me. I didn't have him in my top five bracket at all. I thought Very he was going to do mid-pack. Very much Dark Horse right there, who just came out of nowhere. Um, but it's so he's funny a great at, log presser. Yeah, it's funny because you look at the points leading up, and it's like, well, no shit. He's going to do fine. But like every event, I found myself much like you. Just not really putting him in there. But then it was like after every event, it was like, oh no, he's he's high, he's high mids. You know what I mean? Yeah. He just needs to bring up his deadlift just like Luke. I mean, just like Tom did. He needs to bring up his deadlift. Yeah. And truck pull, that was their hit or miss for everybody, but he yeah. was up there for the rest of it. Tom's 
I keep confusing the two, and I feel bad. Luke is a great log presser. Yes, yes, he's yes. Got that, it's weird. Uh, he's not short, but he's stocky. Yeah. But he has that, that great pressing power overhead. And he's fast, and he's great on stones, just like Tom. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, and, and my God, what a, what a cool experience that must be. Like, you're both, you're brothers, and you're both literally right now top, you know, top three, top two in the world at what you do. That has to be a great feeling, you know. They they bring second and third back to Scotland. Their dad right. must be super proud of both of them. Like that that's an awesome sight. Yeah, I mean, you know, and and to share that experience too, to be on the podium with your brother. I mean, that's just gotta be so cool. Yeah. Uh yeah, I can't even imagine what their whole family must feel like. I mean that that kind of pride, you know. Um man, it's just just you can't put that into words, I don't think. Um, and, you know, to, to talk just below the podium, Brian, solid fourth. Um, Getting back there. It's a step in the right direction. Injuries happen, you know. I'm, 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 and, and to harp on him a little more, but I'm glad Brian didn't come home with an injury from this. Yes. Um, I'm glad he managed to stay healthy because that definitely increases his odds of doing well in Santa Monica, which... Have you heard him talk about doing that show? No, it was mostly just him focusing on, you know, doing press appearances, whatever he's doing, and Dubai. So hopefully I, in the next couple of weeks he'll go home, readjust, take some time off or whatever, because the holidays are coming up, and then go back into training. Yeah, so I guess uh, gun to my head, uh, if I were to rank it top 10, or out of 10, I would say, uh, for this particular show... I would probably give it a seven. I'm saying with you seven because live stream could be better. Uh, yeah. Audio and technical issues could have been better. Yes. And that's the other thing too. Laws's mic was very low, or I don't know if he, if it was him having it up to his face or what. Yeah. That should have been sorted out. Yeah, uh, you should have somebody there checking levels and making sure everything is is the final product heading out the door, especially if you're charging for it should be uh, uh, perfect, honestly. Yeah. Um, I had walked away at one point. I came back during the start of day two. It was like, can we turn down the MC? Yes. At one point, he was loud as fuck. And I'm like, jeez. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Right. I didn't to comment point. on him. It's just like some people liked him. Uh, I missed the dude from last year, Rad- Radzies. I thought he was a better MC. <laughs> I he wasn't so, as cringy, in my opinion, because it's just like, keep hearing, Dubai, show him some love. It was like, all right, dude, calm down. Yeah, he was a decent hype man, but he wasn't really emceeing. Mild critique of, say, Arnold Classic would be that, where they do have Mark Henry a lot of times on the mic. And Mark can be very charismatic, but on occasion, and on a few years I've watched, I've just been like, Mark, will you shut the fuck up? I feel like Mark speaks before he thinks about what he's going to say. Yes. It's just like, oh boy. Sometimes it's just like, Mark, just shut shut up. And I get speak. it. It's hard to be on a hot mic for like eight or so hours. And right. you either have that charisma or you don't. I'm not saying I can do this job. Absolutely not. Right. 
it's just hard, you know, and it's kind of hard when like the crowd's not with it because it was a small crowd in Dubai. So it was kind of hard to get the Dubai, let's hear some love. And it was just like, if there's like 10 people in the crowd, you, you, no. All no. 15 of you, start cheering. It's like the teacher coming into the class, like, good morning, good morning. I said good morning. I don't need that. Like, right. no. <laughs> right, right, right. Like, you know, a good MC should be hyping up the hype moments. Your job is to take a moment that everybody already accepts is a nine and turn it up to 11. Mm-hmm. And this guy, I don't know his name. Billy Garen, I think it is. Yeah, he's, he's an MMA announcer. Yeah. So it's just like, okay, not the sport you typically am seeing. Right. And that's, that's the misstep in a lot of things with strongman, in my opinion. They say, oh, you know, that guy's a, an announcer, a sports announcer. He'll do. And it's like, no, no, no. You need somebody who lives for this shit. You need you can't get You can't get John Madden to, like, you know, commentate on, like, ballet or ice skating. They should have got the guy who does the Giants live shows. What is it? Neil Pickup. He's also like a arm wrestling announcer, but he knows what he's talking about when it comes right. to strongman. But again, that might be a whole Giants live. We're not going to help out this year. Who knows? They should have got him. Or Radzies. Yeah. I liked him. Or who? Radzies. That's the guy who did um the show last year. Yes, he got info wrong. You know, but again, it's hard to be on a, a hot mic for eight hours. Right, and that's my thing. Like, when I was knocking Mark Henry, it wasn't because he was being wrong. I don't care if they're wrong. Like, you get wrong information, you spout wrong information, you make mistakes. That's going to happen. I don't know. Some, some of those uh, name pronounces is giving me, like, a stroke. And it's just like, what? Yeah, there's so some of that where I'm like, Mark, just don't bother. Just give him initials, you know? <laughs> Seriously. Just, just, And here comes MK, ready to do this. Yeah. Like, just just give me that, dude. But no, like that, knock him on that. But I'm saying like, you know, if the time is wrong and things like that, I'm never going to knock an announcer for that sort of thing. You know what I mean? Um, we need guys like Eddie Hall, guys like, God damn, I mean, Robert Oberst <laughs> would be amazing as an announcer at one of these shows. He's yeah. got the voice. He's got the appearance. He's also done all these events, not nearly as well as everybody else, but he's done them. And and I think he would be an amazing MC. He's charismatic. Oh yeah, if they put him on the CBS version, that'd probably actually get people to watch. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, Arnold's right now, in my mind, is still number one. I'm gonna actually put them at about an eight because the problems they have are sort of. It's almost like personal opinion problems, you know what I mean? This isn't like this is something we could have a large debate about, you know, the, the announcers and and how the show is run, that kind of thing. Um, I think it's very well run. I think they treat the athletes amazingly. I think uh, it's a great show. I think the events are amazing and good. Um, I'm going to give that an eight, eight and a half, almost even nine out of ten. I mean, there's just some things where they did have a stage malfunction last year which uh, is something that I don't believe should happen, but mm. it did. So that's definitely points off there. And then uh, Dubai is in second place for me right now because um, honestly the streaming really rubbed me the wrong way because I'm paying for a streaming service. I should get a streaming service. Yes. And the turnaround on that, that stream should be immediate. I don't understand why I have to wait an hour or even two hours or even one minute for it to come back. You know what I mean? 
<laughs> you know, that's that stuff doesn't happen on on YouTube or, or, or most streaming platforms, Twitch even, you know, it's just there once the stream is done. So you rank wuss above Giants lot. Do you have official strongman? No, no, specifically world strongest man. No, but I'm saying, do you have the um, the Giants live service, their live stream service, where they live stream no, like no, I don't. Britons, I okay. Because that's yeah, what yeah. changes my um my opinion on Wuss a bit. So I would put Arnold's. I'd give Arnold's a nine. I'm only not gonna like their streams are on YouTube. They're free. I'd actually pay for it. I'm saying it, I would. Uh, you know, their their streams are good. They're on time, which is also a plus. They they actually run on time. They say we're coming back at two o'clock. They come back at two o'clock. Uh, outside of their announcers, that show is great. Then I am going to say Giants Life. Gotcha. As much as I, as much as I hyped up Wuss, uh, Giants Live is still better at their live streams because I just got their live streams. I'd give them an. Eight and a half, solely because I had problems with their payments, uh, payment, uh, getting my credit card to work on their website. They don't start on time, but their streams are at least in HD. They, so that's good. And, you know, they have multiple cameras set up backstage where the guys are like, you know, warming up. The shows are shot decently. There have been times where it's like, you know, too many crowd shots or having a camera pointed at the ceiling. But it's good. And it runs. And then I would say wuss. Because we only paid two bucks or whatever for the stream. It was in 540. Mm-hmm. As right now as we're recording this. The, the, the playbacks are still in 540. And I'm looking right now. And it looks like um, all three parts of the main show are up now. Uh, that I can tell. It looks like you know the log, truck pull, deadlift. All of that stuff is there now. Still only in 540. Yeah. So I'd give them a seven, a seven and a half, solid seven and a half. Things could be worked, uh, worked on. The commentary was great. The experience for the strongman, all the great content we're getting as fans is good. They're not at the tippy top just yet, but they can get there. Maybe give it two years. They can get there. And they're responding to fan feedback. Yeah. So that's a positive. I'm also going to say this. The stream that we had for Wuss Dubai is what I could see if Worlds finally got their head out their asses and produced the live stream. This is the quality I would probably put Worlds live stream on if they ever decided to do a, a stream. This is the quality I could see them doing. You know, it has its technical hiccups. Um, maybe the stream's not up to par depending on what part of Africa they pick to go to next year, but it's a stream. So I yeah. say use this as a template for if Worlds ever decides to do a live stream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I don't have any experience with Giants Live. Um, I thought about getting their service. I mean, if you, if you think it's worth it, then I'll, I'll, I'll jump on it and, and check it out. Um, I was speaking specifically of World's Strongest Man as, as a show. Mm-hmm. Being a shit show, um, okay. uh, but Giants Live, I don't, I don't have any experience with it. Um, you know, I, I probably should start checking it out. I guess. Yeah, they're I'm showing totally the the official Strongman games next uh, week, 
which I don't necessarily watch those just because there's too many athletes and it's all over the fucking place, but that's just me. Well, uh, what is it? Next week, I've got uh, right here in uh, Daytona, they're doing the... uh, uh, What one are they doing? Nick Best is going to be here. I know that. So I think they're doing Masters something. Yeah, that's that's OSG. Oh, okay. That's, uh, yeah, that's the official strongman game. What is it like? Eight titles up for grabs. So gotcha. Masters, one hundred fives, everything that's not world strongest man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, world yes. strongest women's, all of that. So yeah, that's, actually, that's the official strongman game. Check that out. I'm gonna go hang out there. Okay. It's Daytona. Daytona's like thirty minutes from where I live, so so okay. I'll be there. I can you know let you know how everybody's doing. All the women. I. My girlfriend loves Nick Best. She just like she just loves him. She, just, she always does that little, you know. Like, <laughs> she just she loves him. I'm like, yeah, he's you know he's cool. And so she wants to go there just to try to meet him. Um, I don't know who else is going to be there. I think Terry Hollins. Gotcha. He, yeah, cool. he's also Terry and Mark Felix are both going to do um, Masters. Oh, that'd be really cool. Um, some local guys I know are going to be there. Um, one of the, uh, I think, Richie Stout is going to be there, uh, which is very exciting. This is like his comeback to try to get his title back. For the uh, He does 175s. Okay. And then I want to say a, a local kid, he's like two years younger than me, Zach Schultz. I believe he's doing the uh, 200 pounds uh, go at that. I believe he's doing that competition at the 200s. Um, those are local guys I know around here. I don't know. Uh, I don't think Anthony's doing it. Really? Wow. Oh, I thought he I was. I don't. I don't. Well, his knee is real goofy, so he's picking and choosing what comps he does. Um, but I know if he does it, he's probably going to do two thirty ones. If he does it instead of heavyweights, like he's been doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say I'd say check out his his Instagram to stay on top of that. Uh, other than that, I don't remember any other local guys. I don't know if Rich Yu is doing it. I'm just going over like local guys I know. Um, yeah, I can't think of any other locals that I know that are going to be there. Okay. But I'll definitely be out there at least one of the days, either Saturday or Sunday. I said I've got a stone delivery due this weekend, so <laughs> God knows, God knows when I'll when I'll have time to run out there. But I definitely want to check it out for a little bit. Good luck. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's in, it's know. in an arena, and they they made us buy tickets. So, by that logic, it's, it's three days, right? So there you go. Yeah, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I think they're doing like one event on Friday, a couple events on Saturday, and then you know a couple events on Sunday. I think that's how they're doing it. Okay. So I'm, I'm probably just gonna make the Sunday show, but that's all right by me. You know, I don't I don't need to watch the whole thing. I'm not. It's a it's a it's a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's a uh, it's a glancing interest. Yeah. In that particular part of the sport. I get you. Yeah, I can't follow everything. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I you know, it's exactly it's. So, once again, final thoughts. Wush, you said seven out of ten. I, I'd give it a solid seven out of ten. Seven, seven out of ten would do again. Yep, same, same for me. Uh, I hope you know the they improve next year. Take fan feedback into account, and was they gonna have like. Three. You brought the year too, right? I brought the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they're gonna have Middle Eastern Strongest Man and Woman in December, and then two shows I think in March and April next year. So right now I'm gonna call it. 
But once again, Will, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I'm glad we can give our thoughts on the show. Once again, thank you to Will for being on the podcast and chatting with me on Wuss Dubai. Please check out his YouTube channel to see what he's up to in his soon-to-be masterclass on Atlas Stone Making. You can also follow him on Instagram at Will Development and check out his Amazon store. All the links will be in the description below. Also, don't forget to follow me on Instagram at East Wolf Style for more strongmen and cool collectibles. And lastly, share this podcast with your friends. It is also available to listen to on Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you made it all the way to the end of this podcast, thank you all for listening and have a great day.